The Biz Women Rock podcast is about to begin. Here's a little preview. And I think that's the biggest mistake, and I've always thought this, the biggest mistake businesses make on Facebook is not to engage with fans Hmm. and regular engagement where they feel like they're talking to, they know who they're talking to. What is going on? Welcome to the Biz Women Rock podcast. I'm your host, Katie Kremitzos, and I am the lucky one who gets to bring you every single week an amazing story about a businesswoman who has grown her business and has a very, very real and authentic story to share about it. Uh, And the point is to be able to bring these stories here so that you can not only connect and know that you are not the only businesswoman out there going through ups and downs, but also to be able to dig in and give you some very practical things that you can take away from this and implement in your own business. Is your business online in a powerful way? I mean, do you have a website that's working for you? Do you have a social media presence that is actually helping bring customers to you? If you don't, then I have got something perfectly constructed for you. It's a book called How to Launch Your Brand Online, and I wrote it very specifically if you, whether your business is brand new or whether it's been around for quite some time, but you are just not getting the results online that you really want, this is a very easy step-by-step guide on how to get your website to do exactly what you want it to do and how to build a base of loyal customers who are hungry for whatever it is that you have. And all you have to do is go to bizwomenrock.com and get your copy there. The chicken chick, Kathy Mormino, is here today uh, on the show. And uh, not only am I excited because I am such a bird lover and I get all like teary-eyed when I see her and her chickens together. (laughs) And it's adorable and I'm such a dork. Um, But I'm so excited because um, I've been a fan of her for a long time and I've watched her grow and I just want to sound off some stats to you for a second, okay? So she is someone who... um, has chickens in her backyard and she basically has created a whole community uh, of education and become sort of this beacon of education and information and products and services for people who do uh, like backyard chicken keeping, okay? So uh, her Facebook page has over 444,000 likes on it. That's almost half a million likes. Uh, Google Plus, she has gotten 271 million views there. Uh, 28,000 followers on Pinterest, and 750,000 views on YouTube videos. So um, she's kind of a big thing in social media. (laughs) And the reason why I'm so excited for you to listen to this interview is because it is such a wonderful, intimate view on kind of behind the scenes of this very big online social media and blogging brand. And you're going to get the raw Kathy, and she is wonderful. Um, You're going to hear the the major theme, which is that she is a total accidental entrepreneur, and she's figuring this stuff out as she goes. And, And she just does such a great job of revealing kind of how and why and what her philosophy really is being online, being a blogger, and being on social media and what you as a brand need to do. So um, so if you sort of are in this space of like, 
like maybe not feeling like you're the greatest entrepreneur and maybe maybe feeling like you're creative or you're an artist or you're whatever and you just happen to make a business out of it, this is a really great interview to listen to about the realities of what is behind a big brand so you don't feel so alone, okay? Um, and if you're none of those things and you're a hardcore, hardcore driven entrepreneur, <laughs> this is also a really great interview to listen to just to get some awesome strategies about what your brand is doing online, okay? So let's get into the conversation with Kathy. Kathy, what's going on, Chicken Chick? Thank you so much for being on the show today. Hey, Katie. Thanks for inviting me. Okay. As a bird lover, I'm uh, incredibly happy that you're here on the show. (laughs) And as someone (laughs) who has been watching what you've been doing for a while, um, I'm very, very fascinated at... Um, what outwardly looks like just amazing success on social media and on your website and as a business that you have created. So, um, but I know, and it's a very, very niche business. I mean, you're talking chickens and backyard chicken farming. So what I would really be interested in finding out is how you even like got involved with chickens and having a lot of chickens in the first place. And then we'll start discussing how you even started evolving any sort of a business out of that. Okay, so um, many years ago, I have um, a neighbor uh, two houses away who, um, <clears throat> excuse me, has the same acreage we do, and she has horses and chickens, and when they went away on vacation, she um, invited me to come and collect eggs um, for our, our own use, and um, I thought that was pretty fun. I had never had any sort of um, experience with backyard animals or I mean we had a dog sometimes as children but that was as exotic a pet as we had so um, (laughs) I I didn't have any background with um, livestock or um, or the like so I found it kind of fun to go check on eggs to see who was laying what and it was sort of an easter egg hunt every day and um so when my neighbor returned from vacation, you know, we got talking about the chickens and she and her husband really encouraged me to consider getting my own. And so um, I, as, as, as an attorney, I research um, things before I, I jump into them ordinarily. And it took me um, probably just over a year of researching and talking with my husband and talking myself into keeping chickens and talking myself out of it. Um, before we finally um, decided to pull the trigger. And we were planning to get six chickens back in 2009, and we ended up getting a dozen because as I started looking into chickens, I found that there are more than one breed. I had no idea. To me, a chicken was a chicken, and <laughs> they all they all looked, you know, essentially the same. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, so um you know, I, I got a variety, and that was um, um, that was the summer of 2009. By so that's how I got into chickens. It was just sort of um, at the encouragement of, of of a neighbor who was already doing it. Gotcha. So, um, so somewhere along the way, as you were, you know, you had started sort of your your mini chicken farm with your dozen chickens, all different kinds. You were falling in love with it, and um, at some point, you had you wanted to create something. Um, that eventually ended up being the impetus for your business. Can you talk a little bit about that? I, um, I, I didn't have any plan to create anything. I, um, as 
as the chickens aged, um, around December, I would say, they started laying eggs, and I, I thought to myself, you know, these are more eggs than we're going to use as a family. I'd love to be able to give them away, but wouldn't it be fun to have custom egg carton labels? And I searched high and low for a business that was offering that product, and nobody was. I mean, you could buy address labels that, that said, you know, farm fresh or organic or whatever, but nothing like the vision that I had for custom labels, maybe with my chickens' pictures on them, my children with my chickens, my coops, whatever. Um, no one was doing that. So um, I ordered the quantity of labels that I needed to um, achieve that for, for my own personal use and wound up having far more labels than I needed. And so um, I was a member of, a, of an online um, backyard chicken-keeping forum and they have a buy-sell section. And I said, well, why don't I try to um, share these with someone else? I'm sure someone else must be interested in having custom labels. And so um, just really small small increments um, of labels were being made at, at that time for other, other chicken keepers. But then um, it, it, it started, the interest began to grow in the product and the service, really. It's, it's more of... Anyone can make a label, but it's really more the, the service of, of doing it for people and um, doing it the way that I do it. So um, a, as business picked up, as interest peaked, um, I sort of um, decided that it was going to be time to get off someone else's website and sell them on my own website so that I could have more control over how, how um, the product was marketed. And so... I think it was back in 2010. I, I have I have a terrible, <laughs> terrible memory for uh, dates. Um, 2010. Um, I no, I'm, I'm tripping myself up with dates. Sorry, Katie. That's um, okay. It can I, all get lost and mingled. But we're, whatever about so the date. I, so you ended up kind of yeah, starting your own matter. website, right? So I ended up starting my own. Um, website, which was called um, Egg Carton Label um, by a Dozen Girls, and a Dozen Girls was my, my username for that website I was, I was already on, the forum I was already on. So um, at, I knew that in order to be a business and to bring business in, I had to utilize social media. And so um, when I started my business page, I launched a Facebook page and a Twitter account and most reluctantly, a blog. Um, I, I was never interested in having people see the face behind the label-making thing. Um, I only just wanted to, you know, sort of make a few bucks for my two daughters' college education and, you know, sort of call it a day. I mean, I was a stay-at-home mom at that point. Right. I wasn't practicing law. Um, I was just looking for a little bit of part-time uh, fun stuff to do online. So... Um, as the Facebook page, as I, as I started engaging on my Facebook page with fans, um, I realized that, um, you know, people sort of, what I was sharing was resonating with people and, um, the blog, the blog format sort of, um, evolved organically. Um, I, I wasn't comfortable. I, I thought to have a blog, you sort of had to talk about yourself. And, um, I, I wasn't really, as you can probably tell, I'm still not really very comfortable <laughs> talking about my story. I'd rather talk about chickens. But, um, 
I'm not, I'm not sort of egocentric. So it's kind of, you know, I wasn't interested in sharing all about, you know, what's going on um, with me. I really am more interested in talking about um, issues that pertain to how to keep chickens or, um, you know, chicken-related um, problems. So um, one of the first blog articles that I wrote was... Um, talking about the difference between um, Americana and Aracana and Easter egg or chickens, because I found that subject to be super confusing, and I didn't understand the difference between an Easter egg and an Americana, and um, I, I found that the, term, the terminology was sort of all over the place on the Internet and in these forums. So I decided to hash it out and drop it down to the least common uh, denominators and um, spell it out for people in, you know, in little, little bites. So that sort of ended up being my format um, ultimately is, you know, bringing the facts in from reliable um, sources, from experts and um, literature um, and presenting it in a way that normal, average people can use, not just that it's there for, if people had time to read and study and look into all these things, they'd be doing it themselves, but they're coming to my blog for a reason, and that's because they, they want the information distilled down in, um, in uh, bite-sized chunks. So, um, you know, I started sharing, you know, those articles and pictures of, of my birds as they grew and um, on my Facebook page and started, um, you know, discussing how um, you know, the problems I was running into in my own backyard and changes that I was making and the evolution of my coops, um, you know, modification making to the coops and um, uh, predator-related problems we were having, whatever it may be. And, you know, that was re that's relatable stuff to people. I mean, people know, um, people like to know that they have, um, that, that they that their problems are not unique and it's not, and the issues that they're having are, are um, issues that other people are having. They're sort of not alone in it. And, um, you know, why reinvent the wheel? If, if, if there's a, a model for solving a problem already, uh, you know, why should you have to go to the school of hard knocks to figure it out? So right. um, that, that, that sort of um, way of sharing things um, really sort of, resonated with people and um you know I, the page the pages just started growing and backyard chicken keeping has really um accelerated with speed since since then and uh, you know i can count on a couple of hands how many backyard chicken keeping pages there and blogs there were doing um you know something similar to to, to what i started doing um well and what fascinates me is that um I mean, it really did. And this is really the power of what I consider like a super niche, right? Like you're not talking general farm animals and you're not talking general, you know, marketing. You're not talking general, you know, whatever. You are very specific in um, backyard, you know, chicken keeping. And the power of that is you started putting it out and all of a sudden you have a really people who are interested in that are very rabid people. They want they want information and 
if you established your if you establish yourself like you did as being sort of a you know somebody who knows about this information, somebody who's willing to share this information, somebody who's willing to research and give you more information then it's really easy to become sort of a beacon for people in it who are involved in that super niche. And you've done a great job doing that, as is um, evident by right now, your Facebook page has over 440,000 likes on it. Um, and just a quick kind of rundown of your social media stats, you have over 271 million views on Google+, Plus, two, uh, 28,000 followers on Pinterest, 750,000 views on YouTube. So the message that you're putting out there is absolutely resonating on social media. And some of the questions I want to ask you for that, because you've done such a good job of it, is some of the strategies that you've used. Let's start with Facebook some of the strategies that you've used to be able to engage your audience, because we all know that 444,000 likes doesn't mean anything if you don't have engagement, but you have a lot of engagement. You have sometimes upwards of 4,000, 6,000 shares on some of your posts. So what mm-hmm. kind of what have you seen work for you well um, in order for you to really get engagement from people, for, to encourage people to comment, to share, and to like on Facebook? Um, well, I mean, probably... The, the biggest piece of it is, you know, not something that people can use as a model to replicate exactly, but just, just sort of, um, I guess, being authentic. And, I mean, I have a dry sense of humor, and I, I think, um, you know, sort of sharing what's in my head about what I see when I take a picture of one of my chickens and, and you know, sort of making a joke about it and um, just being, uh, being, being authentic, being who I am um, uh, and talking online the way that I, you know, speak in public or the way that I think. Um, that's just real to people. People, people recognize when, I, I think people recognize when you're, um, when you're being yourself and when, um, you know, and when the subject matter is of interest to them, um, that's, that's going to generate engagement. And so, you know, just being authentic, discussing a, um, a, a, a subject matter, a topic that is of interest to uh, people and um, being relatable. So it's kind of all sort of touchy-feely stuff, but um, that's, there's really, to me, there's no magic to it. it. It's just doing online what I think in my head. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So do you, do you have, um, can you give us a little bit of insight as to how you kind of structure your day in order to engage on social media, in order to post <laughs> on social media? I mean, like, um, I, are you... Can there be structured to one day? <laughs> <laughs> I was not aware of that. <laughs> well, because there, look, there's some people who are like, okay, every Monday I sit down for two hours and, and plan out my social media and get it all scheduled out so I don't touch it during the week, but it's during those two hours that uh. I'm really concentrating on it. There's some people who literally are like, okay, the first two hours of every morning, I'm super, super active and then I'm off. Or there's some people who are like, I'm on all the time. <laughs> so which... That's me. Which, I'm so on all you're the there, time. Is there any strategy behind the timing of your stuff? Nope. Nope. I talk to people when they need me to talk to them. I mean, I am available online whenever I can be available online, and I answer questions as promptly as I can. When someone has a sick chicken and no veterinarian available to see them, they they feel um, helpless and desperate and um, alone, and 
um, you know, if if I have planned out my week so that I'm not there at a, a certain time of day, uh, that may not fit with someone's, uh, you know, injured chicken emergency. So right. I try to I try to make myself available and just sort of go with the flow. Um, I have children. I have a husband. I have you know a house and you know things that need to be taken care of. And I just I I do what I can when I when I can, there's no, there's no, um, rhyme or reason to it. I don't, I take my computer with me on vacations. I, I work all the time and that is a horrible, <laughs> that's a horrible business model because I know that I, you know, I need to, um, to, to take time for myself and <laughs> take time off and whatever, whatever, whatever. But I, but I don't right now. And I'll tell you, um, I've worked for many, many employee employers in the past. And I am um, now working harder and longer hours than I've ever worked in my life. But I'm doing something that I love and I love to talk about and, um, and, and that I know helps people. And I've never had a job before where I've um, felt as strongly that I'm helping people in real ways. I have people telling me all the time. People who I, I, you know, I have you know a lot of regulars and names that I recognize and people who I've met in my travels, but I have I have never had. Um, um, oh, I lost my train of thought. Sorry, the puppy is <laughs> the puppy is the puppy is um, harassing me here. <laughs> yeah, I have a puppy too. So yeah, plan plan around housebreaking a puppy. <clears throat> so um, well, what so, were we talking about? Well, so let's go into. Um, I just want to point out a couple of the what I see as strategies that you do on your Facebook page that I think work really, really well. So you have you have a chicken, Rachel, and Rachel sort of has like her post every or how often it is. I don't know how often it is every day. Daily. Daily. Okay. So every day. Rachel's got her post every day and it's a Rachel post and it's like a Rachel's picture of the day and you hashtag it and it's and people respond to it, which is really great. And then you have I think I thought this was brilliant. You have a, a, a chicken name. Uh. Ellen De- DeHeneris, is that it? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and she tells the joke of the day or something like that. And I, yep. like all of that stuff, I, what I'm noticing though are just like themes that people can can rely on and like latch onto and really c- kind of get excited about and it kind of throws stuff off, you know, which I think is pretty cool. So those are those are really, really neat. Um, you know. Yeah, but I, I, get, I get hammered if I miss a day of... <laughs> I never miss a day of Rachel, but I get hammered when I don't do an, a joke, an Ellen DeHeneris joke of the day. Um, you should people have people. Like, oh. You should have people uh, write in and tell you what what joke she should tell. <laughs> As if my inbox weren't packed enough. <laughs> I mean, imagine if I did. I've considered that, you know, but yeah, I know. I, I would. I would never be out of um, my email inbox. But you know, yeah, and you know, none of these features, if you will, were planned. Right. Um, you know, just sort of, it, it, it's all been just sort of feeling, feeling the vibe on the page. And if you're not on the page, and I think that's the biggest mistake, and I've always thought this, the biggest mistake businesses make on Facebook is not to engage with fans hmm. and regular engagement where they feel like they're talking to they know who they're talking to. You know, I'll, I, I understand that, you know, 
Mark Zuckerberg or, um, you know, name any CEO of any company is not going to be sitting down Facebooking, but um, you need an identifiable um, and reliable presence on online answering questions and responding to fans. Um, you can have 7 million Facebook fans, but if there's no engagement, that's a worthless, excuse me, that's a worthless page, essentially. Yeah. Um, so let, let's talk just for a second about your business model, because um, you really, you went to social media immediately because you figured, okay, let me build my brand. I'm selling these labels, but it, it's grown into something so much bigger. So can you kind of just walk through your business model that you have right now? And, I, and I'm going to put this in here too, that you uh, are a self-proclaimed accidental entrepreneur and, you know, that you really are this person who really wanted to help a lot of people and you love chickens and you love being able to share this information. So a lot of this stuff, you're you're learning along the way, just like we all are. But what is the business model that you have right now? I noticed that you have sponsors. I noticed that you have affiliate partnerships. I noticed that you have, you know, um, you know, different eBooks and products and um, all sorts of things that you're selling. Walk us through a little bit about what your business model is, how your company generates revenue. Um, yeah, I, I am an accidental entrepreneur. I have, I have no business background whatsoever. And I, I, I don't even know what a business model is, but I can tell you that I just um, make decisions about, I, I'm not trying to brand build. I mean, I, I've just made decisions along the way um, that made sense for me. You know, it made sense to me that I invested money in, in um, blank labels to create a custom product for myself and that they were going to be sitting in the cabinet if I didn't um, offer them to someone else. So that was the very first business decision that I made was to get my money back on, on a, um, uh, a business supply. So that that's how they all go. I don't have a master plan for any of this. And so, um, you know, the sponsors and the advertising, all that stuff um, came about long after... Um, the chicken conversation started on Facebook. Right. Um, I wasn't. I wasn't making any money. You know, doing this. I was just sort of having fun sharing about my chickens and making the occasional, you know, custom egg carton labels for people. Um, you know, obviously all that's changed, but um, there wasn't a there wasn't a plan to do it. And as as in the beginning, um, probably. When I've been on Facebook four years now. So it was four years last week, actually. <clears throat> um, as it became apparent to me that what I was doing was um, was working for people and was bringing more people to my page and, and more engagement to my page and people were interested in hearing more from me, um, it made sense to me that, you know, this has become a full-time job and I, and I should actively seek out brands who can benefit from the reach that I have. And so in the, in the very beginning, I used to reach out to um, companies and offer, excuse me, sponsorships, um, which are essentially, you know, advertising on my blog and cross promotion on other social media right. um, outlets. Um, but now brands come to me and if a brand doesn't fit what I feel like, um, I'm interested in or it, um, what I 
what I think my my readers would be interested in, or if it doesn't feel um, like a right fit for any reason, I don't I don't take on sponsors. For right. just any, no, you can't just pay to be on my um, my website, and and I don't accept um, paid adver- uh, um, paid posts. Sometimes people want to write a post and put it on my blog. Right. Um, I don't do that either. So I you're the you're the I, only one writing on the blog. I am the voice of the chick. I am the chicken chick. I'm the voice of the chicken chick. Everything that you see that's chicken chick, I did. Right. I have no computer background. Um, I, I learned how to use... Uh, I, the internet was created when I was in law school. So um, I, I only knew like basic word processing back in the 90s. And every, every bit of what you see online... Uh, has been a learning curve for me. I learned. I had to learn how to set up every one of my accounts, how to build my websites, how to code HTML and all this other crazy stuff. And when I don't know how to do it, I te- I find out. I teach myself. And so, you know, I know a lot of a lot of other you know brands have people to do things for them, and I imagine that would make life a lot easier. But um, I know how everything works in my in my business because I have made it work. I have I have set it up. So um, none of it's a mystery to me, and I'm the only person you're ever going to hear um, giving advice or talking to you on my on my on my channels. And I think that makes a big difference to people. You know, a lot of people have co-admins and um, or um, you know social media directors or. Um, marketing people hire that they, they hire fans. Fans know fans like to be able like to know who the face is that they're talking to every time. Right, and, I, and I, that matters. And I know that huge companies can't do that, but it, it does. It makes a difference um, to people hmm. um, because they, you know, I've sort of gained their trust and they rely. They've learned that they can rely on the information that I give them because it's not just all flowery and um, sounds great, but really not so practical. They know I'm all about practical advice. And we do the fun, silly stuff and, uh, you know. Kathy, do you, what, what is one of the biggest challenges that you have had over this evolution thus far? And how have you dealt with it? Well, I, I'm probably dealing with it right now. I mean, first, the, you know, the, the, the balance of time definitely is, yeah. you know, is skewed towards the really you should step away from the computer end. <laughs> um, but um, growing growing the business and sort of giving, um, trusting to give control of aspects of it over to other people. I'm not, I know that I need to be there right now because there's so much going on and there's so much, there, there's only so so much talking I can do in a day online, you know, responding to emails and um, responding to comments on my blog and questions on my Facebook page and Pinterest and Instagram. And, um, you know, so I know I need help with that stuff in order to, you know, grow to the next level. You know, I've turned down speaking engagements up the wazoo because I can't get out of here. Right. I can't get out of my, my office. To you know, do what I need to do, and, and I mean that's that's definitely um, a mistake. And so I know 
I need to, you know, trust to hand over certain aspects of it. Um, and, and I've, I've tried, I've tried reaching out even like to professional PR agencies in the past to do certain um, discrete tasks for me and been super disappointed. So, you know, I have these standards that have to be lived up to, too, yeah. you know. It has to, it has to feel, it always has to um, feel like my voice and be um, representative of who I am in whatever aspect of the business we're talking about. And it's crazy to me even to say out loud that this is a business because it just, it still, you know, kind of feels like just uh, talking to people to me. I mean, um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a strange concept for me that this has become um, a brand and a business right. all over, um, you know, labels and chicken. <laughs> and it's funny, when people ask me what I do, it's hard It's hard to characterize it. You know, I'll be at, at a, you know, a like salon it. or whatever, and, oh, what do you do? Um I'm the chicken chick, don't uh, you know? <laughs> business consult, consultant. Yeah, and it's crazy, super crazy. Like <laughs> I have to, I have to make sure that um, that I, I, I look like I didn't just you know roll out of bed in the morning when I even go to the feed store because people recognize me now, and that's, <laughs> that's foreign and bizarre. And I have people telling me that they, um, they're, I, I, I'm, they're like degrees of separation from me anywhere in the world you know someone told me once they were like in Greece and looking at a you know some kind of chicken tchotchke in a in a in a local shop and they heard someone talking about the chicken chick and Rachel over at (laughs) the next table over I mean that's nuts so um it's super cool and I could never have imagined any of this in a million years you know I'm getting requests for you know radio interviews TV interviews. Um, I've, you know, been on national television with P. Allen Smith down in, in Arkansas. That's all in syndication right now. I've, um, you know, I've been on, you know, local television. And this is from the woman who wanted not even to put her profile picture up on her Facebook page originally. <laughs> and people were horrified. They, not horrified. People were shocked to realize that I wasn't um, someone someone referenced it as a, a, a sixty year old um, you know grandmother with knitting needles when That's I good. when I came out as a chicken chick originally I put my picture up they're like wow the face behind the name That's um, fantastic. I was I was I was comfortable with the anonymity much less comfortable now with the um, uh, exposure so. Right. Yeah, so the, those, are, those are things I'm working on. Kathy, I really want to thank you so much for being here and for sharing your story and just uh, being so honest about the journey that you've had thus far. I have no doubt things are continuing to grow with you and um, I'm just so proud of what you've accomplished so far. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I appreciate the opportunity to chat about it. If you want to read a little bit more about Kathy and get connected to her community, Just go to bizwomenrock.com forward slash 196 and you'll find all the show notes there with direct links to her site, to her Facebook page, all that good stuff, okay? Kathy was absolutely fascinating. I really enjoyed talking to her, especially as somebody who really loves the Facebook platform. I'm talking about myself and um, I really appreciated how she really goes into engaging people on Facebook 
and how that translates into her business. And I overall just really appreciated how raw she was about who she is as a businesswoman. I think sometimes we see these big brands and we think, oh my gosh, there's a genius behind this. They must know everything that they're doing. They must be an expert at A, B, and C. And I think Kathy just spoke the truth of what's very true of so many of us out there. I think every single one of us out there, which is we're just figuring this stuff out as we go along (laughs) and helping people along the way. And I mean, that's really the common theme of so many successful businesswomen. So uh, I hope you don't feel so alone in this whole game called entrepreneurialism. If you really loved Kathy's story, I would so love you sharing it. Um, Go onto social media. Go share about this episode or just tell a friend that you think that would really, really appreciate this kind of a conversation. So um, thank you so much for listening today. I can't wait to, you know, see you on the next show. And remember to go to bizwomenrock.com to get more information about just about anything you need for your business. Okay. All right. See you next time. (music) 